Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Let me do a little housekeeping before we get started today. You know how we got to keep our dirty laundry clean with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Let's talk about someone who uh, I truly loved and admired and was a great <clears throat> inspiration to the uh, black community. And that was a singer, actor, and uh, human rights activist, Harry Belafonte, who, if you don't know by now, died a couple of months ago at the age of uh, 96 of... Um, congestive uh, heart failure and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen even though he was all of that that I just said to the uh, black community he broke racial barriers and um, balanced his uh, activism with his artistry in ways that made people around the world listen and love him and appreciate him I mean Mr. Belafonte you know who was a um, EGOT holder for his, uh, his Emmys, his Grammys, his Oscars, and his Tony Awards. He died, ladies and gentlemen, at his uh, uh, New York home, I mean, according to his publicist. I mean, that guy, he had style, he had class, he had the charisma that um, Harry Balafonte was as a performer and through his, his life. In the 1950s, ladies and gentlemen, uh, his recording for the um, RCA uh, Victor, which included his iconic version of the uh, Jamaican uh, folk song, Deo. You know, a lot of people also know it, mostly, you know, white folks know it as the uh, Banana Boat song. But uh, listen, that set off a craze for uh, Calypso music and had everybody listening to it. And you know how he was. I mean, he was a good-looking man. And you know when he did his concerts, he'd have that uh, uh, a shirt buttoned down to his chest. And audience of uh, all races and colors loved him. All right? At that time, <clears throat> uh, Helen Belafonte was adored, you know, by most of America who was still at the time, you got to remember now, was uh, still segregated. I mean, come on, we got to remember that, you know, those was very hard times back then. I mean, uh, Mr. Harry Belafonte was born in uh, 1927, I believe it was, in um, Harlem, New York. You know, even though his parents was, I guess they would consider them immigrants because, um, uh, his parents were, you know, from the uh, Caribbeans. 
His mother was from Jamaican and his father was from the islands of uh, Montague. And his mother, you know, who was a cleaning lady, ended up uh, uh, taking him back to uh, her native um, city of Jamaica, you know, where he absorbed a lot of the uh, his mother's uh, island uh, culture. Now, that song, Deo, which was known by most uh, white Americans as the uh, banana, soaps, banana Boat song, was... Um, inspired by uh, uh, vendors that he heard singing in the streets of Jamaica, which was something that, you know, um, black people did on all of the uh, plantations where they were. They were always uh, uh, singing and in rhythm when it was coming to them, uh, picking their uh, cotton or their uh, sugar cane or their tobacco, whatever it is that they were doing, you know. So we were quite familiar with the meaning of the song, but a lot of people didn't understand that. Now, Harry Belafonte told uh, NPR in 2011 that uh, that was the reason uh, what that song was really about. In fact, I'm going to, I seen the clip earlier about him when he was talking with them. I'm going to try to find that and uh, play that on here. In fact, give me a minute. Let me look for that. Okay, I believe I got it right here. Let's uh, take a listen and see if this is uh, it. I believe it is. Belafonte has died. He was a singer. He was an actor. He was a human rights activist. He was a presence on television for decades. His songs are in many people's heads, including mine. He was 96 years old. During that long life, Harry Belafonte broke racial barriers. He balanced his activism with artistry in ways that made people around the world listen. NPR's Elizabeth Blair has this appreciation. Style, class, and charisma. That was Harry Belafonte. In the 1950s, his recordings for RCA Victor set off a calypso craze. Work all night on a drink of rum. With his good looks, his shirt unbuttoned to his chest, audiences, black and white, adored Belafonte at a time when most of America was still segregated. He was born in Harlem. His parents were from the Caribbean. His mother, a domestic worker, took him back to her native Jamaica, where he absorbed the island's culture. In 2011, he told NPR the Banana Boat song was inspired by the vendors he heard singing in the streets. The song is a work song. It's about men who sweat all day long and they are underpaid and uh, they're begging for the tally man to come and give them an honest count. Count the bananas that I've picked so I can be paid. When people sing and delight and dance and, and love it, they don't really understand unless they study the song. And they're singing a work song that's a song of rebellion. And that song of rebellion was a smash. The album Calypso held a spot at the top of Billboard's album charts for several weeks in 1956. 
Years earlier, Harry Belafonte dropped out of high school and joined the Navy. After serving in World War II, he was working as a janitor's assistant when someone gave him tickets to a performance at the American Negro Theater. He was riveted. He started training there alongside Sidney Poitier and Ruby Dee. He started singing in clubs. Pretty soon, he had a recording contract. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake your body line. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake it all the time. In 1954, he won a Tony Award for acting in a musical called John Murray Anderson's Almanac. He starred in movies and appeared on TV variety shows. In 1959, he was given a one-hour show on CBS, The Revlon Review. Tonight with Belafonte had dance numbers, folk songs, and both black and white performers. The program won an Emmy Award, the first for an African-American. Revlon asked him for more shows. According to Belafonte, Southern CBS stations complained about its integrated cast. In interviews, he said he was asked to make it all black. He says he refused and left the show. Belafonte was one of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s most trusted friends. In 1963, he helped organize the Freedom March on Washington, where King delivered his I Have a Dream speech. Clarence Jones, who helped draft the speech, told WHYY's Fresh Air that it was Belafonte who explained to them how to use the power of television. He said, you have to look at this as a media event, not just as a march. And so, for example, uh, Harry was uh, responsible for assembling what was called the celebrity delegation, a lot of uh, celebrities from Hollywood and performing artists. And he was very firm that they should sit in a certain strategic part on this uh, podium because he knew that the television cameras would pan to them, would look to them. And so he wanted to be sure that they were strategically situated so that in looking at the, uh, the celebrities, they'd also see a picture of the march and the other uh, performers. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. When Dr. King was held in a Birmingham jail, Harry Belafonte raised money to bail him out. Coretta Scott King wrote in her autobiography, whenever we got into trouble or when tragedy struck, Harry has always come to our aid, his generous heart wide open. This is Belafonte at a 1966 benefit concert for Dr. King. Everybody, Matilda, sing the chorus. Matilda, sing the music. Matilda, take the money and run Including the audience, Matilda. Everybody, Matilda. Matilda, take the money and run Just the audience. Throughout his career, Belafonte received numerous honors for his humanitarian work and the arts. He helped organize Nelson Mandela's first trip to the U.S. after he was released from prison. He was also an outspoken critic of people in power, including President Obama, who he once chastised for not showing enough concern for the poor. He singled out African-American artists Jay-Z and Beyonce, telling an interviewer they've turned their back on social responsibility. Jay-Z used his next album to respond. The two men eventually made up. Harry Belafonte was an activist well into his 90s. He told NPR that was something he learned from his mother. She was tenacious about her dignity not being crushed. 
And one day she said to me, and she was talking about coming back from a day where she couldn't find work, fighting back tears, she said, don't ever let injustice go by unchallenged. As his best friend, Sidney Poitier, once put it, Harry Belafonte always raised his voice against the dark. Elizabeth Blair, NPR News. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, according to uh, NPR News, which was uh, pretty accurate on his life, his career, and his um, activism. But to the black community, to the uh, black world, he was uh, much more than just that. I mean, he was a groundbreaker. He was a, a door opener. And he was an inspiration for a lot of of black uh, performers and and artists and entertainers that um, made it successfully because of uh, Harry Belafonte. There's no if and buts about that. And when uh, Harry Belafonte died at his home, you know, his wife, who loved him very much, Pamela, was uh, at his side. Let's go to uh, NBC and get a special report as they look back on the life of uh, Mr. Harry Belafonte. We're on the end of Sawan, some breaking news. Legendary singer, actor, and activist Harry Belafonte has died. Beloved for his hit songs like Dale and his civil rights work, he died at his home here in New York. NBC's Rahima Ellis has a look back at Harry Belafonte's life and legacy. His voice made Harry Belafonte famous, but growing up in Harlem and Jamaica, his mother taught him to use it to do more than entertain. She would say to me, never go to bed at night knowing that you have spent a day in which you have done nothing to try to change injustice. And Belafonte started fighting early, joining the Navy at 17 to serve in the Pacific during World War II. After the war, he sang in clubs before receiving a Tony Award for his 1953 Broadway debut. Next came success in Hollywood, including an Academy Award nomination for Carmen Jones. His career was one of first, the first African-American to win an Emmy. His album, Calypso, became the first to sell a million copies. Through it all, Belafonte made his voice heard. A friend and confidant of Martin Luther King, Belafonte marshaled celebrities to the cause of civil rights. No one can deny the fact that art and culture played a huge role in how human minds and hearts were opened Untouched. At King's funeral, he shed tears beside King's widow. I roam the streets, leaderless. Belafonte spent his life on the front lines, protesting apartheid, calling for a ban on nuclear weapons. To fight famine in Africa, Harry Belafonte once again gathered celebrities to raise awareness and more than $60 million. In 1994, Bill Clinton awarded Belafonte the National Medal of Arts. 
Belafonte spent more than 25 years as a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador and dedicated his later years to inspiring a new generation of artists activists. We still have wars, we still have poverty. As long as these things exist, there's always going to be something to do, but that cannot distract from the fact that uh, we're on the way. A way paved in part by a man and his music. Rahima Ellis, NBC News. Harry Belafonte, truly a life well lived. Yeah, he is loved, cared for, and he uh, definitely will be missed. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to another uh, episode of Chilling with Teddy G. I want to uh, let you guys know I bring y'all these stories and give you this information because I love you. And loving you guys is my food. And believe me, I'm hungry each and every single day of my life. And until I have the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul. In search of a financial opportunity to pay off student loans, a young black American woman moves to South Korea to work. As the author, Bootsy W. recalls culture shock and fun adventures in a country far from home. She's also faced with anti-black racism and featureism, quickly learning that white supremacy is practiced not only by whites, but by those that are categorized as people of color. Based on her 10 years of living abroad, the book, Ego Igo, compares and contrasts Korea versus the United States on subjects such as code, communal living, racism, effective protests, global alliances, warrior class, music, political correctness, health, aging, money, and the coronavirus. This blunt memoir is uncomfortable, humorous, and educational. Help fight propaganda and mainstream agendas by picking up a copy of Ego Igo on Amazon.com.